Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast, episode number seven. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We're here to talk about Season 5, Episode 6, There's Always a Woman. <laughs> what? No, no, that, that's all we we're going to talk about. Okay. So anybody, anybody, anyway, whatever I was going to say, welcome back to the Desperate Housewives fan podcast. I'm so glad to be here and what another wonderful episode of this wonderful show. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was it was a good show. I Okay, so I admit I saw the previews right? for last week. Right. I was a little bummed. I'm thinking, okay, here's ABC doing their magic. You know, they're showing us already ahead of time the big reveal at the end of the episode that Tom's got another woman. But they did a really good job. They did a very they good did. job. Now, this is where they they mislead you on yes. purpose. And I like to be... I do, too. I love those. Those are fun. Perceived reality, my friends. Perceived reality. And I enjoy the fact that they did that. So, obviously... Just go right there. We should just start off with, yeah. with Tom. Now, before let's build up to it. Okay. Tom has a secret location mm-hmm. that he has not talked to his wife about at all. Mm-hmm. And Lynette happens to be driving down the road and seeing Tom with this very attractive woman. Do we recall her name? No, I have no <laughs> idea what her name was. But somebody that used to be home home room parents with Lynette a couple years ago. Room moms. Or room moms back in third grade or something. Yeah, something for like her that. son. And now just think about that. So well, she didn't say what son. I mean, was she talking about the twins? I mean, Lynette has another son who's already been through the third grade also. Oh, okay. That that would make it a but little no, bit but no, no no because Kirby and Porter were leaving the house together. They were friends. Her okay. son is Kirby. Okay, so... He was going to spend the night at Kirby's house. So tell me that doesn't make this just a little bit more icky. Yeah, she's gross. That is... I mean... You're, <laughs> uh, I'll say it. I don't care. All right. I, I thought it was gross. That is pretty icky. Anyway. So... Okay. I, I, I love how they played out the Tom, Lynette, yeah. and the other woman in this episode. Yeah, but you it can was, see where Lynette would come to Mrs. Robinson, conclusion. Chef Mark says. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, was that really her Mrs. name? Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. Was that really her name? <laughs> I don't Seriously? know. Seriously? Because think... if it was, then I don't know how we didn't foresee the end of the episode. I, I Anyway. So here's the Robinson. Ah, I get it. And No, I get it. You get it? Okay. Yeah. I was wondering. Sometimes <laughs> you're a little slow on the other side of the table. <laughs> oh, wait. No. <laughs> Chef Mark says, no, I was making a reference to okay. the graduate. Okay. Come on, Jeff Mark. See, and, I and got seriously. what he was doing, but... Yeah. By the way, we are recording in front of a live internet audience, and we're responding to our chat room that yeah. is giving us wonderful information, great references, but not the real name of this lady. 
so anyway, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't pay any attention to what her name was, although I'm pretty sure that they said it. I, I'm positive they said it. I just, unfortunately, in my copious notes, I missed that little okay. piece of information. But I love the buildup. Okay, so we have we have this whole situation, and and Tom's looking for a place, you know, to to get out of the house. So he's garage not garage band for his garage band, which is now a warehouse band. And you know, she's <laughs> she happens to be a real estate agent and right. stuff like that. And so, you know, they, they set that up. And then I love how, you know, they go through the whole episode and then we see Tom calling home. He's like, listen, we're going to go a little late tonight. You totally lied. She looks out the window. She sees other members of the band <laughs> pretty much calling it a night, packing it in. She heads over and she finds him doing what? Playing video games. Exactly. And I just want to say that this was, for me, the highlight of this episode. Okay. All right. Yep. This was the highlight of this episode because she says, what are you doing moving out on me? This was the downfall for me, but go ahead. Why is it the downfall go, go ahead. for you? You share yours and then I'll share mine. Okay. So anyway, we, we've, we've been talking about what a jerk Tom has been. We've never seen a single redeeming quality, not one in this man not once has he even even had a backbone until this episode we see him say you know what i i I recognize it now i see this now and if this is how this is all i'm done with this that's fine and 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 of course you know we're thinking yeah and then we see something on the floor stupid man Stupid man. That's all I have. I'm mean, seriously. But why is he a stupid man? Tell me. Because she's the one person in the world that he should be able to confide in. If it's not his, then come clean about, you know, it's not mine. Oh my goodness. You know, maybe one of the other guys in, the, you know, I can understand that. Well, this, he didn't lie about it. He just he saw it. He covered it up. Of course he did. It's the same thing as lying, dear. It is not. It is. It's not. It is. It's not. Well, that's because you're a man and you're on that side of the table. I don't think it is. I mean, he did he didn't know what it was. He well he, well, he what, knew what it was. <laughs> he didn't know whose it was. And of course, at this <laughs> at this part of this of this episode, we're thinking, "Oh, finally, they show this guy to have, you know, to be a human being, okay. to actually be a loving husband possibly." It, could there be something inside there that does something nice for his wife? And then all of a sudden they show us him. It's like the condom on the floor and he puts his foot over it. And of course, what do we all assume? That it's his. I didn't assume that it was his. I know. I didn't either. I thought that it was somebody else I in the band. I said that that would have been too predictable. Okay. If it had been his. Right. And also playing into the previews that we saw last week. Right. I, I did not. I'll give I'll give Tom that I did not jump to conclusions and assume that it was his. But um, I do agree with you, Mark. I was trying to say that before Cliff cut me off. Apparently, you know, where um, where Lynette is right now with all of the other things that are going on, she would have assumed that it was his. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously what she already assumes, because he has not yet come clean with her. Mm-hmm. And, and told her anything. 
And then he's a crappy father because... Well, yeah, that's a whole nother story. That's a, you know what? You don't pat your son on the back or, you know, just give them, I don't think you're emotionally ready for sex because, you know, in my experience, I have four brothers. In my experience, 16-year-old boys are going to do what 16-year-old boys do. Okay. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter if it's their best friend's mom or the girl in English class. Okay. They're all going to go after it. And to give him the old, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Well, well yeah, he understands what you're saying, but he isn't going to do a darn thing about it. Well, hold on be, for, for a second. And then you're going to trust him to cover up the car? Yeah. Whatever. I don't think that it's fair to say that all 16-year-old boys are going to do what 16-year-old boys do. I think some 16-year-old boys do have some 16-year-old the boys self-discipline, do have the self-discipline and, and, and the integrity to, to wait until it's a proper time. And so that I and I have not yet met one, but I'm hoping to raise one. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> so Stephanie. Yeah. Let's. Do you move. need me to hold back a little? I I can. No, hold back you're here. not, hold, babe. Believe it or not, I like the real you. <laughs> Whatever. I'm serious. <laughs> Go ahead. I can't help it if I was just a little bit off my game yesterday. That was this morning. I was, was that this morning? It was this morning. Was it really? Yeah. What were we doing this morning? We were going to church and you didn't have your poor Diet Coke. You were but, just so bit out of shape. That, what did that have to do with liking the real you? You were trying to record a My Crazy Life in the van. Uh, and I started teasing with you. <laughs> I started teasing with you and you stopped the recording and cranky. deleted it and got all huffy and puffy. And then five minutes later, I said, I don't think you like the real me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you like me at all. Come on. That's not fair. All right. But that's how you made me feel this morning. Well, that's I how I so chose sorry. to feel. That's how I, I chose to feel as a result of your... Well, I was all better after I had my Diet Coke. Four hours later. <laughs> Oh, gosh. We'll not let that run out again. (laughs) Chef Mark's probably just shaking his head. You got to get off that stuff. I I hear you thinking it right now, Chef Mark. (laughs) All right. So, um, Thomas Human, I'm done with this condom on the floor. And let's see. Let me. Okay. Let him not say the words. Let him not only say the words in the next couple of episodes. Show him changing. Yes. Show him giving it up. Yes. Stop renting the space. Give the furniture back, you know? Yeah. And 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 basically. Make them banned meeting somebody else's garage. Well, not only that, I, th- I think that would be an excellent story arc for, for this to go in that direction. I think it'd be an excellent thing to see Tom very much being his ego being boosted by these guys that that the guys would be building him up and and just making him feel all great about himself right and that this is moving in the right direction and having this put even more stress on his marriage and finally him standing up and not only saying those words like you said but instead saying at the height of this he says you know what i love my wife more than how i make how this makes me feel this is done. I'm show done. me that. Show and I will me, cut him some slack. Show me that I'm done with this. I would love to see that. And if they can give us that, then I will. I will say that I love this show even more than I do now. Show me that, and I will. That will be yep. awesome. That would be I'll, awesome. I'll cut him some slack then, but not until then. All right. Well, let's go ahead and go back to Carlo. Carlo. 
Carlos being too good at his job, basically hitting that sweet spot every single time, as his wife would say. (laughs) That was hilarious because she has no idea what's really going on. Mm -hmm. They're doing a really good job of of lying to her. Well, do we know what's really going on with Mrs. Hildebrandt? Not yet. I want to know. But this, I, but I, she sure is manipulating Gabby. It's it's more than just you know her getting all Philly goody and stuff. She knows how she knows how to. to she wants push something Gabby's else. Buttons, speaks her language. Right. Is now, it okay, if I just pay you in dresses. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> that that's a real shame too. In fact, I want to say before we we go into any further, and and I don't know how much more there is to discuss about it, but. I do want to say that I loved one thing in the scene, and, and that is showing the real life situation that we can relate, many of us can relate to. They've been and doing that a lot with Carlos and Gabby I know. lately. I like it. I that, do too. That, it's I one do of, too. This is one of my favorite things in this episode or in this show is they really are doing an excellent job of showing you know, just how tough it is to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they started, it was a little cheesy when she was doing the car model job right, last, right. was that last season? I or was that this season? No, what I have. That's in season la- one. Was that in season that one? You were, yeah. When oh he's arrested and. Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> I got them all confused. They all run together for Cliff. He <laughs> has do. no idea. Yeah. So I still got to finish season one. But anyway, I loved Carlos coming home and she's waiting to go to the grocery store and what she gets to spend is dependent upon what tips he brings home that yep. day. That, my friends, is something people relate to. And I really do believe that th- that kind of writing and it, the fact that this is these people are, quote unquote, desperate, mm-hmm. you know, desperate. They have lives of desperation. And I think that that is exactly what is so appealing to desperate housewives. It's it's not what I initially thought. And and I've confessed that I have judged a book by its cover when I initially started watch or when I had initially heard of Desperate Housewives and I thought, oh great, another show about TV sex. Why don't they blah 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 blah? And that no, it is it is this there there are things people relate to in this. There's something for everybody and I love this show. It's really cool. Absolutely. Um but we started this off by talking about What's her name? Mrs. Hildebrandt? Mrs. Hildebrandt. Um, And I agree with Chef Mark in our chat room who says she's going to try to steal the whole family. Steal the whole family? What does that mean? The girls, the the whole, the family. She wants Gabby's life, I think. Minus the poor part. Really? I think so. She's lonely. So, I mean, how is that bad? I mean, because at the end they were talking about the devious something or others. You know, they they made her. You know, when they were doing yeah. the wrap up with yeah. the with when the she's monologue brushing at the her end. Hair and yeah, yeah. What did they say? They said something about her being, you know, some something manip. I don't know. I said that she was manipulative. Yeah, you said that. Um, but she, she I guess, Chef Mark, if you she want, she has a plot. She she has something going on. Will you type in our our studio line number there real quick? It, it's it's in the mm-hmm. typing field. So if you want to call in, Chef Mark, you can and give us a little bit more of what you're thinking there. Uh, and if not, not a big deal. We'll move on to the next storyline. But, you know, the whole going to Paris thing. The only thing is, is that, man, they were just starting to, quote unquote, you know, get used to the fact that they're going to have to work hard and make it 
you know, to right. make ends meet. And then all of a sudden, $50,000 a month. I don't think it'll take them long to catch on to. I mean, Gabby's a pretty smart girl. You think? I do. Sometimes she's blinded by dollar signs. Okay. But I do think she has some common sense on her head also. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's, uh, you know, let's move on to the next story here. And that is Brie and Orson. Oh, oh, wait, before we do that, let's take Chef Mark's phone call. So uh, let's see here. Chef Mark, you're on the line. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Doing how great, are you? man. Great, great. So uh, first of all, I, the woman that plays Mrs. Hildebrandt, she was the mother on Six Feet Under, and I loved, loved, loved her. Um, she was great in that show. She's a wonderful actress. Um, but you were trying to understand what, what Stephanie and I meant, but basically it's like when someone is really, really rich, they're able to use other people as pawns just for their for their amusement. So, so it's like she'll put that dangle that carrot in front of Gabby because she knows she, she was able to read her instantly, and she knew how she could get to her. Right. So right. it's just about mm-hmm. playing with people. And as Steph said, I think you know if someone is lonely and then you have a lot of money and a lot of power, it's very easy to play with other people's lives. You know, and to sort of uh, just. At, at, at your whim, you know. Mm-hmm. So you think that basically what she's going to do? It, it, I mean, it, other other than just being lonely and trying to fill a void in her life, she you don't think that she has some kind of? I mean, obviously she wants to be around and, and she could be she can be a manipulative person and not really have in her mind that she's being devious in any way. Oh no, it's very clear that she's doing it deviously. She knows it. You, so what you, it is, is, here's what it is. She and people do this. They'll get two people in a couple, and they'll they'll have a secret with each of them, but separately. You see, if if it were not devious, then it would just be above board, and she would talk to them together about whatever her plans were. Right. Um, you know, like if if she was going to adopt them as like her friends or her new family, she would just be above board about it. But when people do that, they'll. I mean, and I know Cliff, this might be a little shocking to you, but I know people who have who have had affairs with the same, that they're a couple and they've had affairs with the same person, but both secretly. Mm. And no, like neither of the people in the couple are being honest to their partner about the person they're having the affair with, nor is the person, the third person who's having the affair being honest with the other person in the couple. Right. You okay. see, so it's this sort of devious game that, that I think people, they just like to play and then watch it blow up. Well, we'll certainly see if, how this plays out, and that's obviously what the the monologue at the end of the show mm-hmm. certainly seems to indicate. It is that that she's got some some devious plans. I just want to say real quickly for those who are listening to the Desperate Housewives fan podcast, this is actually only episode number seven, so maybe the voice of Chef Mark is new to some folks. Maybe hey, it everybody, is. I'm new to you. As <laughs> Chef Mark happens to be a wonderful friend of ours, and he is also a fellow podcaster. And, and he also a gspn.tv plus member. Yes. And we just want to say thanks to Chef Mark for always being a part of, of just, a, just a ton of stuff that we do. And if you aren't aware of this, you, you're probably already aware that we have six podcasts that have been nominated for podcast awards. But we're also asking people to not only vote for ours, but Chef Mark has a show called Remarkable Palette. And mm-hmm. it is nominated in the food and drink category. It is. And so when you're voting every single day for all six of the gspn.tv podcasts, make sure that you don't forget our good friend Chef Mark in the food and drink category, Remarkable Palette. I well, always thanks, count. Cliff. Make sure I'm clicking on seven 
Seven little dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm voting for many more than that because I have several other friends who are also nominated. But I'm sure I'm I'm being sure to also you know vote for and tell people to vote for your shows. Very oh, cool. Thank you. Well, we appreciate it, Mark. Thank you very we much for calling in. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right, so that is cool. I, yeah, I'm glad that he called to explain it. I just wanted to make sure that we understood what he was saying in the chat room and stuff like that. So let's move on to Bree and Orson. All right. Okay, so wait, neat little storyline here. Orson comes home and, and, and he scores a dinner. A big dinner. 80 people. Yeah. Happens to be a guy that used <laughs> to be his roommate. Yeah. Yeah. Back in college. Back in college. You know, that guy, what's his name? Peter or something or other. What is his name? Yeah, I think it's Peter. I don't know. His last name was Hinky. Yeah, I'm looking. I kept thinking it sounded like Hickey. Anyway. I think it was Hickey. Was it Hickey? I I don't know. Anyway, I don't remember now. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Did I not? Did I not? I don't know. Hold Did on. you not take any of those notes? Anyway, so keep going. After I think I he, forgot to hit save on my notes. I love that she. <laughs> I did. Let me hit save. Go. Okay. Keep going. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, don't forget what you were going <laughs> to say. You can't do that. You're supposed to be able to cover when I make no. up. When um, I do these little mistakes. I love that she, that, that Brie immediately thought to set up. To set up. Set up Catherine. Catherine. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. And it's Peter Hickey. Is it Hickey? It is. Okay. Then then I don't know where I came up with Hickey. I have all my notes now. Okay. All right. So, yeah. That's nice. Um, Yeah, that was an interesting story. It It was. was. Um, But we did find out that we did find out that. That. About Dylan. That she's married and lives in Maryland and has yes. a baby on the way. So they did kind of, you know, put that in there. And she's considering um, moving there because she feels yeah. all alone. Now that her, now that Bree and Orson have this super awesome power couple thing going on, thing going, it's like, hello, have you not been her? It's not. This is yeah. new. This uh, is a new development. How good of a friend are you? Um <laughs> Just that, you know, over recent developments, you know, he's totally rocking as as the business partner. Yeah. I love when he says that he put the he put the cobbler and the ramekins and, you know, he finished the pesto. Was it pesto? I think it was. And anyway, he did all these things and he he marinated the scallops and she's like, take the day off. Go give yourself a manicure. Let me take my socks off and see if Orson didn't do it for me already. That was a good that line. That was funny. Um, now, now, can I just say that Dewey in our chat room says Catherine was unlike herself tonight. She wasn't really, you know, her normal personality. And he's not sure he really likes that side of Catherine. So I think that that's kind of the Catherine that she's been so far this I w- season. I would agree. And I would agree that. From and, and of course, I only started seeing season five after the the high or the uh, actors or the, the writer strike. strike. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it it seems in character for me. But I agree that she's normally a little bit stronger, mm-hmm. and she didn't seem as strong. But but I think that's that goes to be you know with all that she's faced. I mean, for goodness gracious, she even says she, she feels like a grandmother now. Yeah. Because she hasn't had sex for it's two years, been- and if that doesn't describe grandmother, I don't know what does. <laughs> Alrighty. 
<laughs> so her words, not mine. No, I understand. I got you. All right. But I love the fine. I love that we found out that he was actually not a college roommate, but a prison roommate. Nice. And I love the line. This guy could steal my heart. That was that was another good line. That was a very good line. And Bree says, call me if he tries. Exactly. <laughs> Which was just even better. So anyway. All right. Shall we talk about Susan visiting Wayne's place? Susan, poor Susan. And by Wayne, I'm talking about Wayne from Wayne's World. Yes, I know you are, which is not who the actor is, and Cliff knows that. That's just who he reminds him of. Action Jackson. um, Action Jackson. No. Susan, I just wonder if if they're ever going to let her... Be, like, smart? Yeah. (laughs) Be able to rub... uh, Anyway. She... That that was just so stoked. It was. She went to his apartment unannounced, Completely undresses with, with with hot wings. What she had hot wings. She she brought hot wings. Hot wings. Did oh. you eat? Okay. Cool. Catch up, Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't notice when she the was hot leaving, wings. She says, "I brought hot wings, and you can't have any." Gotcha. I brought wings, and you can't have any. Right. But I love the whole getting squirted in the eye with the shampoo. The shampoo was awesome. That was awesome. And then what was the whole slapping her upside the shower and knocking her out? Well, she squirted her in her eyes. She couldn't see. And she fell forward. And then. Is that what happened? Yeah. It was like a chain reaction. It was a funny story. It was. And then, of course, we we find out that this woman in the shower. Don't just sneak into somebody's house and take up your clothes. I've not. Trust me, I've learned the hard way. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Don't I know that? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, man. I have my days. Stephanie, so we learned that this is Darcy, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, they're just, twi- you know, they're, they're making this. Right. When we come back from commercial break, we're going to learn that this is his sister. No big deal. But no, it's a girl he picked up in a bar. Girl he picked up in a bar. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to move on. And when I try to move on, now the I can't actress, do that either. The actress is Amy Stewart, who pay, played... I love how I love how now that you're watching more than one television show, you think that like every blonde on every show oh, is like on. this one actress. Come on, did she did she or did she not have the look of the girl who plays well everybody on Heroes? <laughs> the girl he's talking about the girl on Heroes who plays Nikki and Tracy or and Bar- played Nikki and will play probably Barbie, will Barbara. Probably in the future Be Barbara in the future no I did not think she had that same look yeah I, that's what I, I but you did not believe me so I and went you looked. were bound to prove me wrong well she definitely looked familiar and I couldn't place where it was and that's the so you, only place I could think of and then I found out where I know her from she was in an episode of private practice yes uh in the episode in which Addison finds a shower head last season yes which was a good episode. That was a good episode. So <laughs> anyway, that's not the only. That's not the only actor you had to IMDb in this episode, is it? Well, no. It, well, the other one I didn't have to. I just oh, chose okay. to look and see. It's like, my gosh, is she still in? Right, doing because TV I shows? said that that Mrs. McCluskey's sister was Lily Tomlin, and you're yeah. like, is it? <laughs> So, well, yes, it is. It was Lily Tomlin, was. and that is so weird for me because I remember Lily Tomlin when I was a little tiny boy watching Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yep. 
that was too funny. That was funny. And so, um, and while you were on there, you found out that she's actually going to be on again. Yeah, she is. The, she's so. definitely going to be in another episode. That that's that is for certain. Uh, so, which makes sense. I mean, th- and if that's definitely not a spoiler. I mean, hello, did right. you see this episode? There, I mean, they it, set it up that way. Yeah, she's got so. the envelope with, you know, yeah, the secrets. Dewey says he remembers her from laughing. How old does he feel? <laughs> I remember laughing, Dude. but it was on reruns. I don't remember laughing. <laughs> One ringy dingy. <laughs> that is so funny. There is a whole Sorry. world of people listening to this podcast that that's clo- that is completely it, lost yeah. on. Not a clue. Yeah, yeah. One ringy dingy. Yeah. That's so funny because do well, do you know the one ringy dingy? I've heard it, but I don't know. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. She used yeah. to play this the operator lady. Yes. And it, oh, it was funny. Alrighty. She is funny. She is. But I like her in this. She seems like she's going to be. Oh, I know. Can, she, can I say it? What? Can I say it? Oh, it depends. Do I have to bleep it out later? Maybe. Oh, Stephanie, don't do this All to right. me. All right. Can you just behave yourself? No. My goodness. This is, I you can't. Know, I don't want to go explicit tags on our she, shows. She seems like she's going to be bad. Yes, she does. Good, bad. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So Edie Kinda visits like if the you hospital. Watch, if you watch Heroes, uh-huh. Hero wanted to be a certain... He wanted to have a certain persona about him. He wanted to be a bad donkey. And that that's what she has that. <laughs> Female dog persona. No, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. A bad donkey. <laughs> <laughs> You're bad. I know. Just bad. All right. Anyway. So Edie visits the hospital and we think she has just curled up and played, you know, like sore puppy because she's not she's like okay i understand i am not i i i'm not she kept her secret you know and she's mm-hmm. like listen uh-uh, i'm not dealing with this anymore i'm staying as far away from this as possible and that's i, I must say call me gullible that's fine but i fell for it hook line and sinker and then she made the <laughs> phone call to her sister i'm like yeah baby this is gonna be good this is gonna be good i was not counting I was not yet ready to count Mrs. McCluskey out. No, they not weren't either. All. She adds too much. She, she does. She's a great. And they've I just always saw, had a Mrs. McCluskey ever since. I mean, it was first. It was Mrs. Hoover. Yeah, but Mrs. McCluskey is so much better. I like because Mrs. she's McCluskey. not just a she's not just a busybody. Yes, you know we've really seen her um, and Lynette be able to develop a relationship and find a bond. Mm-hmm. And there's so much to their story that you haven't even seen yet. Have and you seen the similarities? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. The, the similarities between Mrs. Huber and Mrs. McCluskey and each of them has a sister that is kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Mrs. Huber's sister was just freaky. <laughs> yes, she was. She was just freaky. Whereas Mrs. McCluskey's sister seems to be fun. And I liked when she said, uh, uh, Lily Tomlin's character said something to to Karen. She She said, you're reminding me of mom, which clearly was meant as a compliment and not mm-hmm. anyway. So I love the fact that these two are cooking something up mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to be definitely very interesting. And I love that they're going to have see. the element of surprise right. or it appears that way right now. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and just say the band is moving right along. They and stink. Yeah. <laughs> they they're do. horrible. But Dave and Mike Delfino have a little talk. Yes. There for do. a little bit. 
and Dave gets a little too pushy. And he really does. He wants Mike to pour his whole life into this band, and Mike's like, "Look, I got better things to be doing." In fact, Mike gets a little suspicious, and oh, Mike's no sorry. dummy. No, Mike is not dumb at all. He's had, you know, he's got a lot of street experience. He's he's you know, had he well to- the whole season one that I've seen of him. He's he was quote unquote on a clan dust what undercover mission. Yes, all right, he so. Was. So he, 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 which you haven't even seen to completion. I know. Yet. I ah! still need to see that. So anyway, he, he, he's suspecting something. Oh. He's like, listen, this just ain't right. This ain't right. But we did learn something. We did learn that, you know, that it's not the wife and daughter. It's it, the fact that, that, well, we don't know for certain, but we did, right. we did hear in this episode, Mike spent five years in prison. Well, we already knew that. Okay. Well, I didn't. Okay. All right. You should. Okay, I think I sh- I think I do remember him saying that to Susan. But anyway, five years in prison was at least mentioned again in this episode. And then we heard um, Dave share the fact that his brother was killed while in prison. And it was, quote unquote, deemed self-defense, which knowing f- what we know of Dave Mike. And how does not know that? I mean, how does he? Well, the, Dave does know that. He does. Well, he doesn't believe that it was self. Well, that's this is true, and we don't. And and maybe we'll learn the circumstances why he doesn't believe that. Maybe, and then we'll understand. And and see, this is what I love about good writing. Okay, because right now I can't see Mike being the bad guy. I know. All right, but what if? What if? But what if it's the company? The company did it. <laughs> every, because every other show that we watch, every show's got to have the com- the man. It used to be the man, you know, the fighting the against the, it's the company. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's what I love about these shows. We, we right now, I cannot see Mike can do no harm. You know, he's right. he, he, he's he's super nice guy, and 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 he's above board. But is he somebody that is reformed? I mean, does he have something in his past that he hasn't told anybody about? Could he have done something that will that was extremely wrong? That he was to blame for something that he did to quote unquote Dave's brother, if that's where this is really going. And then all of a sudden they show us that. And then turns out that we're like, Oh my gosh, I can understand why Dave would be so upset. It could go in that direction. And you don't think it will? I don't because they've since see you're missing a lot of you're I you're know. missing a lot of history. I understand. Um, because they've Just shown Mike's us Just Mike's history. They've sh- well a lot of everybody's history. Okay. But in Mike's history, they've shown us him making a lot of bad decisions and a lot of things that he was held accountable for but he still always come out to be a better man right so okay. i don't know it, it i mean it could be there it i completely see i'm sorry talking with my hands again completely see where you're coming from but i don't think nor do i want that to happen you don't that that's exactly it my here here's my prediction Mike is the hero here's my who prediction will sweep in and rescue susan that's that's in the that's what we're all rooting for right now and dave is the evil maniacal madman and if they if i tell you what it would take some genius writing and the thing is is abc does have some genius writers out there right it would take a some some awesome writing to get us to come around by the end of the season thinking dave's the good guy yeah but i don't and mike's the bad guy i don't want to see it i know you don't but that would make for 
you have to admit that would make for good television. It though. would. But you don't want to see it. No. All right. I understand. Some, some, I get that. Okay, some things just aren't worth it in the name of good television. This is true. <laughs> because you could write it in a completely different direction and it'd still be great television. Exactly. Exactly. Well, folks, that's what I have. Do you have anything else that you want to add, Stephanie, to this discussion? I don't of think this so. episode? No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. All righty. Well, that's all we have for this week. There is a new episode of Desperate Housewives next week, so we will be there right after the episode here at gspn.tv slash live at 10 10 p.m eastern time yep i don't have to say daylight savings anymore no it's just eastern time it is sweet all right folks we will be back soon if you want to leave us some voicemail you can do that did you know that i knew that area code 859-795-4067 of course just go to desperate housewives podcast.com you can click on the link that'll take you to our forum for this podcast episode and uh, you can leave some feedback. Until then, join, join the, the community. community. Oh, wait, this is Plus Member Online. They already did. They already have. Thank you, guys. <laughs>